Get your popcorn ready for some exciting matchups in college football, especially in the SEC. Which of our teams in the NFL are in a win-now mentality? We're going to break down this Texas A&M and Alabama matchup and pick our games for the week. And how should Alabama prepare for this game? Because as of right now, it's still up in the air if Bryce Young is going to play or not. All this and more on this Friday episode of Jake's Take. Let's go. Let's go. What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Solomon, at Jake's Take Podcast, at Jakesill14. And as always, my co-host, Christy. You can find her at Christy Marie underscore double zero. And as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network, your home for all things sports in all different shapes and forms and different varieties. We are finally in, I guess you could call it the midpoint of college football. We're heading into a really pivotal week. I know that we've talked about how this is the time where it is very big for teams to keep winning and that they can't really lose. And it shows because I think with this right now, we have a lot of really good matchups to discuss this week. You know, obviously we have Alabama, Texas A&M, We have Tennessee, who's going to be taking on LSU. We've got Georgia-Auburn. And then we've also got Mississippi State playing this weekend as well. So really, I think with this, you know, we have a lot of exciting matchups. It's going to be a great weekend. But where should we look at first? Well, I'm going to start looking with our team in the state of Georgia. Because right now, and we talked about it last week, they're not really looking like that national championship team that we knew last year. Now, I know that with this team, you know, they're going to find the rhythm. They're going to figure something out. But most importantly, they just look off. I mean, Stetson Bennett struggled. Right now, it's looking like the defense is struggling. The wide receivers are struggling. They forgot they, they have Brock Bowers. I don't know what it is with teams in the state of Georgia, but they forget that they have generational tight ends and they don't throw them. Looking at you, Atlanta, with Kyle Pitts. The point being is that this is a game where Georgia should win. However, Auburn has this weird thing where they find a way to be competitive in these big games. No one really knows why people call it Auburn Jesus. I don't like it because that's one of the big reasons why Alabama has struggled against Auburn. I mean, just last year when they struggled against Auburn and had to go into four overtimes. But looking at this game, it can really mean a lot for Georgia. Georgia has had some close calls, but it's not to be expected from a national champion. Now, what's to be expected is that you're going to have a dynamic game. Not all teams are going to make a big jump from year one to year two when they're national champions. But for Georgia's case, they don't look like themselves. Now, I know that they lost a lot of players. I know that they lost a lot of depth. But still, this is going to come on to you have the leadership of Stetson Bennett. What can he do in regards to these players and regards to how they can continue to improve? I guess the best way to look at it is that should Georgia look at this game as a trap game? Now, the reason I'm saying this is because there are times where teams are going to look at these games as, oh, we have it in the bag, we're going to win, and then things happen. It happens to all teams. It happened to Alabama last year. And I think with this, it's really important 
to look at it and say, what can we do? How can we win or what can we do to improve? Now with Georgia, they have the talent. They're going to continue to do well, but you also are going against a team where they are pretty exciting. You know, Kentucky, even though they lost against Ole Miss, they're still pretty good. Tennessee looks really good. I mean, I'm very nervous for the Tennessee-Alabama game because it could be a lot like the 2015 game, like I had said before. And then you also have some other teams too. I mean, you know, Florida, that that game's going to be exciting. But I can see Georgia having some struggle in these upcoming games. And kind of moving on to some of our other matchups, obviously we've got our Tennessee LSU game. We've got Arkansas Mississippi State. With Arkansas Mississippi State, I am kind of really all over the place. I mean, these are two teams that have had some struggles, but I could very much see the two of them playing a really good game. Now, I feel like with this one, it's going to be very interesting because in a sense, we don't know the status of KJ Jefferson. Now, I know last week after KJ Jefferson went out with a concussion, he came back in. I don't know what is going on with these players and doing that, but we've got to find a way for that to stop. And then afterwards, Alabama got heat because they put KJ Jefferson lying down on the ground in their graphic. And as an Alabama graduate, I want to say that it wasn't intentional meant to be that way. So I need people to stop roasting us and need people to understand that our graphics team didn't really mean to affect it. So anyone at Arkansas, I am sorry for that. But moving on, I think with this, it's one of those games where I could see it being very competitive, but I could also see it being a game where we just have to see what people can do or what players are going to make the big plays. And then, of course, you know, we have... Tennessee LSU, I think with this, Tennessee is looking good. I mean, I'm pretty nervous about that. LSU, I mean, they are good, but they're not good enough. So I think with this, I'm picking Tennessee. And obviously, you know, we're going to dive more into this on the second edition of Christy's Corner. Take it away, Christy. Hello, welcome back to the second episode of Christie's Corners. I am so pumped for our night game Saturday. It's at Bryant-Denny, Alabama versus A&M. Now you guys know my catchphrase. I said Jimbo is a one-hit wonder, so I'm not worried about this game. He had his big win already this season. I don't think he's going to get another one, especially against Alabama. This is a revenge game for Alabama. Jimbo and the Aggies did come in and beat them last year, which made Jimbo the first former assistant to Saban to beat him. But Saban is still 4-1 against old Jimbo. Now, Saban did make a public comment in regards to Jimbo and his number one recruiting class. And he was just questioning the influence of the NIL deals and how that influenced them getting such a big recruiting class, which I still don't think they have a lot to show for. Now, for Alabama, they have a lot going into this game. Like I said, it's a revenge game, but we don't know if we have Bryce Young or or not. Even with Jalen Milrow, I think we can pull it off. 
And either way, with Bryce or Jalen, we're going to have to run the ball. Bill O'Brien's going to have to put whatever fears he has aside. Good news is we have Jameer Gibbs. He has been a breakout star for Alabama. But not only Gibbs, we have a strong running back team. And we do have some receivers. Jalen Milrow is a great quarterback. He might not be able to throw as far and as far and consistent as Bryce Young, but I think we can still score with shorter passes. Alabama is the 24-point favorite, so I am not nervous for this game, but it's going to be a fun one. We have a lot more SEC games going on this weekend, too. We have Tennessee at LSU. I'm going to stick with Tennessee there. I think they're on a good roll. And I know in one of my first episodes, I said they were on an adrenaline roll, but they're proving themselves, and they look good. We have Arkansas at Mississippi State. I think this could be a toss-up. We know Arkansas has fallen, and they lost. And Mississippi State didn't look as great as I think everyone thought they were going to be. I think I'm going to go with Arkansas in this game. Missouri, Florida, neither are ranked anymore. I don't think it's a huge game either way. I think I'm actually going to pull for Missouri. Auburn, Georgia, as much as I'd love to see Georgia go down, I don't think they're going to. I don't think Brian Harson can pull it off. And is this the weekend he gets fired? I know we're all waiting for it. South Carolina at Kentucky. Man, everyone was pulling for Kentucky. I think we overhyped them. I would not be surprised to see a South Carolina upset. Ole Miss and Vandy. I'm going with Ole Miss and my man, Lane Kiffin. Don't forget to follow me on TikTok at ChristyMarie00. This weekend, I'm going to be ranking the coaches on who is the coolest to hang out with. I think you'll like some of my choices. Thanks for tuning in to Christy's Corner. I'll see you guys Tuesday. Thanks so much for that, Christy. I don't entirely know if I said Christy or Christy. I'm so sorry about that, but I think with this, we will be perfectly fine. But moving on, now it's some... Time for some of my thoughts in regards to this Alabama-Texas A&M game. And as many of my friends say it, let there be murder ball and let it be joyless. Honestly, no mercy. I want to see Jimbo cry. Well, maybe not that. I feel like that's not what we need to do. But you get the idea. Really with this, I feel like this is a game where Alabama has had it circled on the counter. It's also a game where everyone else has had it circled around the calendar. Because Jimbo Fisher, in many times this season, does not know when to be quiet. And furthermore, it includes a previous clip from one of our earlier episodes in the year. Overall, I think Jimbo is trying to create something that he shouldn't. And let's, I mean, let's just play football. You know, let's see how this works out in the fall when Alabama and Texas A&M play. I think that's the best way of putting it. Obviously, you know, Nick Saban is still the best coach in college football. Jimbo isn't reaching that anytime soon. But right now, I think the best way of saying this is play old Southern college football. That's how we should do it. So at the end of the day, yes, the past few days have been exciting. It's crazy because you have some excitement and some news. But let's just focus on football. That's the best way of putting it. 
I still very much agree that Jimbo Fisher does not realize that he was trying to get all the attention and it did not work. And now everyone is going to roast him because now here's the crazy thing. People are talking about Jimbo's buyout. Yes, this guy who was supposed to be brought on to revitalize Texas A&M and make them a contender has not done so. Christie has said that Jimbo is a one-hit wonder. It's looking like that. People are looking at buying out his contract. And honestly, I feel like they should really agree with that. I definitely think that Alabama should come into this game with no mercy. You know, the thing that I've seen with Alabama before is that sometimes they will play down to their opponents. And really, I think with that, sometimes it is very stressful and sometimes it should not be happening. Or who am I kidding? It should never be happening. Stop doing that, especially Alabama basketball. But that's another story. In this regard, I think with this Alabama football team, they should have revenge on their mind. They should not show mercy. And they should really make Jimbo question his concerns. Because remember when they were showing that clip a few weeks ago about how Nick Saban influenced all of his coaches? Was Jimbo on there? No. Now, really, I think with it, too, is that Jimbo doesn't really know what the heck is going on. So I think with this, Alabama should come in. They should look to try and be quick. They should try and strike first. Kind of do the Cobra Kai thing. No mercy, really. And then see what else that this team can do. Now, really with this, the next thing that's important to know is that CBS always gets a shot to choose a night game every season. They've really got to be kicking themselves this year because they chose Alabama and Texas A&M because they thought it was going to be a great game. What if it's not? You know, this is a game that starts at 7 p.m. And so many people are going to be waiting for it. And by so many people, I mean many Alabama fans and and me. But still, I think with this, it looks like on paper that Alabama could come up on top. I really hope they do. But I think looking at this game, Alabama finally has that primetime game. Yes, thank goodness. No more 11 a.m. games like I had in college. But with this team... They really want to make sure that they get a beatdown. There was one time where Alabama hosted Texas A&M in Tuscaloosa in 2014. Alabama shut them out. I'm not saying that's going to happen again. I would love for that to happen again. That'd be terrific. But I think with this team, we really have a lot to look forward to in this game. Christy mentioned that we have a dynamic running attack. I'm excited for that. Speaking of, what kind of game should Bill O'Brien call? Well... Since we don't know the status of Bryce Young, I think it's important that we rely more on the running game. You have running backs like Jameer Gibbs, who had a dynamic game against Arkansas. You have Jace McClellan, who looks terrific. Roydell Williams, who we haven't really seen too much. And Trey Sanders. This is a game where you should be featuring many different looks with running backs. You should try and have two in the backfield. Try a fullback. Maybe try and get them involved in the passing game. There are some screens. I think that's how we should get this game to evolve. We don't know if Bryce is playing. If Bryce isn't playing this week, that's okay. Get him rested for the Tennessee game. But still, this is where you rely on your running backs. Think back to when Alabama had Trent Richardson and Mark Ingram or TJ Yeldon and Eddie Lacy. This is where I think Alabama should look back and say, here's how we should game plan in regards to this. Now, do I think that AM has a shot or that they can put up points? I think they can put up points 
But I don't know if really they should have a shot because they also just announced that they lost their starting quarterback to a broken hand. So Max Johnson is out. Haynes King or Hayes King was benched and now is going to be the starter again. This was the player who was benched after their loss to App State. So in a sense, you know, you are bringing back the guy who you said, hey, you're not good enough. And you are replacing him with himself. So really, it's kind of up in the air. But I also know that right now after him, they just have, I think, a walk-on and they have a freshman. So really right now, Jimbo is going to be tested. But I would also love to see Will Anderson and Dallas Turner sack Hayes King many times. Because I feel like this is a team where Alabama wants to get that pressure, that defensive pressure on this team and make sure that this team shows what they happen and what can be done and really that Jimbo needs to shut his giant mouth. Also, please stop going by Jimbo. You are almost in your 60s. No one should be called Jimbo anymore. Next up, it is an exciting time because basketball is back. Well, almost. Well, we're in the preseason right now, which is great. and I'm excited. And it's time to check in on our favorite NBA team in the West. And no, I'm not talking about the Golden State Warriors because I still do not have respect for Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, if you're listening to this, you know what you did. Anyway, moving forward. We are now on topic of the New Orleans Pelicans. And first and foremost, at the time of this recording, I would like to wish a happy birthday to all-world defender Herb Jones. I am super grateful to have you as a Pelican and also that I've been able to watch you since your time at Alabama. But moving forward, with this New Orleans Pelicans team, it is great to see that they are finally getting it figured out and that they have a good problem. They don't know who's going to be on their bench. Zion looked great. He is playing well. He looks like his normal self. Obviously, Brandon Ingram didn't play in the preseason because right now Brandon Ingram is a little hurt, but he should be fine. Herb played, but Herb also had some ribs contusion. He'll be fine. CJ McCollum looked good. Jonas Valanciunas has some work to do. Willie Hernan Gomez looks pretty good. Devontae Graham... Looks good, but I think having him come off the bench is what's going to be best for him. And then Dyson Daniels, I'm really excited to see Dyson Daniels. I mean, he looked great as someone who is going to come off the bench, add in some defense. And I think having him and Herb and even Trey Murphy come in is going to look great. But basketball season is coming, so get excited Be sure to support the Pelicans because they are actually coming to Birmingham next week. I'm super excited. I'm going to be sure to wear my Herb Jones jersey. Hopefully, we'll be able to see them. But in the event, we've got our small market team. And many people are so excited about them. Even Stephen A. Smith, who was saying that it was a terrible idea that CJ McCollum was going to New Orleans. Well, now he looks like he's eating his words. But moving on, I really think that this Pelicans team has a very high upside, and I cannot wait to see what they continue to do as a team. And of course, we need to touch on some of our small market NFL teams. So looking at this right now, man, oh man, it has been a crazy past few weeks for the teams from the South. So it begs me to look at it from this standpoint of, 
Which of these teams really need a win? Well, the best way to put it, all of them. Obviously, each team has struggled. And this is around the time where you need to kind of start figuring it out. I mean, right now, you have teams that look really good, like the Philadelphia Eagles or the Buffalo Bills. And then you have teams that don't look good, like the Carolina Panthers. Now, I know I shouldn't be giving the Carolina Panthers too, too much grief because they do have a win against the Saints, and the Saints are my team. The Saints haven't looked much better either. But those two teams very much need a win. Now, there's good news for the Saints. They get Camaro back. That can be a very big strength for this team. However, this is another week where there might not be Jameis and there might not be Michael Thomas. Andy Dalton looked good last week against the Vikings, but we also don't know what can happen with Andy Dalton or what can really happen with this team. I expect that this is going to be a hard game for the Saints against the Seattle Seahawks, but I also know that this defense can give problems to Geno Smith. So I wouldn't be surprised if the defense keeps it close, but I need to see more from this offense. With the Carolina Panthers, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Rule still struggles. This offense isn't looking good, and there are trade talks too about DJ Moore wanting to be traded. One of that actually happens, because that will be a big blow to this Carolina Panthers team. Really right now, we have two teams that actually have a pretty decent record in our small market teams from the South. Those are the Titans and the Falcons. I know it's crazy. So many people thought that the Falcons would not be good. They look pretty decent. I mean, they have two wins, which is good. But right now, I still need to see more from this Falcons team. One of the biggest things that they need to figure out is how can they get Kyle Pitts involved? It's as if that they're not utilizing him when they have such a dynamic weapon. They're utilizing Drake London. But a big loss right now is Cordell Patterson going on injured reserve for the next four weeks. You don't have really many other running backs aside from Cordell Patterson. So are you going to bring someone in? Are you going to trade for someone? We don't really know. But right now, there are some concerns there. With the Tennessee Titans, it still looks like it's Ryan Danhill's job to lose. And Derrick Henry looks good. However, you need to have other playmakers too. Who's going to step up? whether it's a tight end, whether it's a wide receiver. Traylon Burks is doubtful. So there goes your rookie wide receiver. There are many questions that need to be answered. And right now it feels like that our teams in the South have more questions than answers, which is very hard to understand. And finally, to close out this episode, let's look back and see what to expect in this Alabama-Texas A&M game. Now, this is going to be an old-fashioned game where we focus on running the ball, throwing some passes to our running backs, maybe getting the tight end and some of the wide receivers involved. Now, we might see that there's going to be some more throwing of Jalen Milrow in here, but don't be surprised if Bryce Young isn't there helping him out on the sideline and getting him the support because this bond is is very important to the two of them. Think Tua and Jalen in 2018. It's very similar to that. Now, like Chrissy said, Alabama comes in as the favorite. But remember, Nick Saban wants to make sure that this team does not hear any rat poison, does not hear anything, and make up their mind that they are better than what they actually are. Nick Saban wants to make sure that his team is prepared for what is to come.
But that is going to do on this Friday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for all the love and support and for tuning in. You can find this episode on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon. We're basically on all forms of podcast platforms. And as always, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, at Jake's Take Podcast, or my personal Instagram, Jake's Still 14. You can find Christy on her Instagram and TikTok, at Christy Marie underscore double zero. As always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sport underscore. And as we continue through the month of October and as we get through November, our episodes are going to focus a lot more on football. But don't worry, basketball is coming. We might throw in a little bit of baseball because it is the postseason. And of course, our residential team from the South is making an appearance. So get excited for that. But as always, thank you so much for all the love and support. We finally made it to 1,500 streams. I could not have done this without y'all. Y'all have been able to make this continue to grow over the past few months. And I'm so grateful for all that. As always, thank you for all the love and support. And remember that you are making a difference in this world. And it is truly wonderful to know that. Leave a like, drop a follow, subscribe, share this with your friends. And like I always say... Be the best version of you you can be, create smiles, create happiness, go on adventures, continue to realize that you are a light in this scary world. Make sure that you are finding ways to make others happy because we can make a difference in any way we can. And as always, I will see and hear from y'all later. Take care.